0: What's cracking, big dogs? Welcome, bite, to Q and Assault Saturday. First one of the off-season, feeling juicy and crispy at the same time, like a perfectly cooked Chick-fil-A sandwich, juicy and crispy. That's how we do it on these Saturdays. So for those of y'all that are new, every Saturday we go live around 12, 1 p.m. Eastern time, depending on what I did the night before, where I'm here to answer all of your questions. Q&A. q and assault. You assault me with any questions that you may have. They could be season long. They could be fantasy football, whatever the fuck you want it to be. Dynasty trades, waiver wire, rookie draft. Could be content creation, business, marketing, whatever the fuck you want. We're here to answer your questions. Okay. If you want to sign up, if you want to be in the live stream next Saturday. Every Saturday we're doing this throughout the regular season as well, which will obviously help you with your start questions. Patreon.com forward slash BDGE. Welcome in. To the first Cune Assault Saturday. What's going on in here? Koenig, what's good? Cali Dog. Cali Dog, up bright and early. I know you're on the West Coast. I'm surprised, uh, surprised to see you with your eyelids cracked open this early. How are we? How's our weekends going? What questions can I answer for y'all? This week we put out a lot of content, man. Oh, no. Can you guys hear me? Let me make sure. Hello, hello. Yeah, sound should be coming through. Started, but I have no sound. I promise we'll get this thing working eventually. The live streams have been a shit show in my new apartment because my Wi-Fi is not the best. And I got a Wi-Fi extender for my room, which I don't think was the problem to begin with because my router is just in the fucking room right there. Started, but I have no sound. Can y'all hear me? What's good? What's happening right now? Can we get some questions? Also, the latency on this thing is kind of far behind, so... uh Whatever I say, you guys don't hear it for about twenty seconds. I can hear Isaiah Bay in this bitch. Isaiah, you're in our uh, our new startup dynasty league. I got to pick one more member for that. If you guys are interested in getting into dynasty leagues, if you've never done one or you want to you want to get into a new one with the big dogs, it's also another perk of becoming a Patreon member. Patreon.com forward slash bdge. Get you access to the Q and Assault. Get you into the Discord, which we're setting up Dynasty leagues. What's good. What questions uh, do you guys have for me? Koenig, Cali, Isaiah, you got any Dynasty questions for me? You guys are leaving me stranded. I was going to start off with a big piece on uh, Najee Harris and how I feel like the disrespect is starting to get a little bit too too out of hand. Um, there's just there's just people wanting him to drop into the third round of redraft leagues. It just makes no sense. He should be uh, back into the first round. There have been plenty of rookies that came in, bad situations, and and, uh, exceeded expectations. You have Leonard Fournette. Remember his rookie year? He only played like 10 games, but he was really fucking good in Jacksonville. Saquon obviously went to a shitty, a shitty, a shitty situation in New York. 2,000 yards, some scrimmage. Tony DiBiase addressed the Deontay Johnson catastrophe. Uh, How about you address the vlog catastrophe, sir? We we're supposed to have our vlog, our dog days of summer vlog, out 5 a.m. this morning. And what happened? What happened, Tony? What happened, Tony? Why don't you explain to us? Address the Deontay Johnson catastrophe. Here's, here, here's what happened. Look, no FB God made a video saying to stop drafting Deontay Johnson. I may or may not have went onto the video, commented, no, it may or may not be the most thumbs up comment on the video. The next day, I dropped a must own wide receiver video. Deontay Johnson was one of the three wide receivers that I listed on there were just despite popular belief me and FB God are actually different people I know we're the same height so a lot of the times people are like oh my god they're just the same person Nick's packing six five what a beast and I'm like listen me and FB God are different I know we're the same when we're standing next to each other we have different fucking opinions all right imagine I went to him and I was like you can't you can't say anything different. Imagine we just made the exact same videos. Like every day, word for word, he just took exactly what I did. Step your fucking game up, Tony, and draft Deontay Johnson. Is Tony good? I'm about to take Tony at two oh seven over Friarmouth and tight end premium. Is that a mistake? No, that's not a mistake. I would take Kadarius Tony there over I don't know if I would take Kadarius Tony there because I don't know who else is on the board, but I would take Tony over Friarmuth without a doubt in Titan Premium. Here's the thing like any of those any of those middle round tight ends, complete crapshoot. Right? We're all, they're all like decently athletic. They all have like decent production in college and they all take 3 years to fucking break out. Is Tony good? I'm not a huge fan of Tony, man. It took him a really long time to break out. Um, he didn't do anything as an undergrad. He's extremely raw in terms of like route running. Uh, if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception, which is something that I really really um I really really advise you guys become a subscriber of. It's one of the better products in the fantasy space, receptionperception.com. Um He charts all of these incoming rookies and like their route success. And Kadarius Tony was not good at running basically any route except the nine. I like to comp his route running to that of someone being chased by a dog. He just goes out there and uses his athletics to run like circles and run weird routes and stuff. That stuff does not translate into the NFL. So Kadarius Tony, I mean, he's explosive. Listen, he's a yak God. He's awesome on film. I would just be surprised. Also, the other thing is like in New York, there's no chance of him becoming the alpha there because kenny g is there so it's like what role do we have for Kadarius tony uh, outside of just like a slot receiver so he, he could be fine he could be a little bit of a plus of sterling shepherd or whatever but i'm not i'm not a huge fan of tony could be wrong i mean he's got the first round capital so his leash is really really long um but yeah you take you take tony over fry when trading bike and dynasty startups how do you translate value between startup picks and between startup and rookie picks <sighs> good question um so what you want to kind of do is play it by like player you want you want to equate the trades that you do in dynasty startups but you want to put players into the spots that you're trading okay so imagine that you are trading your first round startup pick for let's say a second a fourth and like next year's first or something like that all right you want to say like, okay, who was I going to take with that first round pick? Was it going to be Alvin Kamara? And then you say, okay, would I take Kamara over, you know, place someone that has a second and a fourth round ADP into that trade equation, as well as that first round rookie pick next year. So you say, and you could look at obviously in our dynasty guide, our rookie dynasty guide, we have updated uh, ADP in there. So you could look at, you know, would I take Alvin Kamara or would I take, Uh, you know who's a second round ADP running back right now? Or would I take Najee Harris and a fourth round wide receiver who might be like uh DK Metcalf or Calvin Ridley or something like that? And then you look at the trades that way. Um, so it's much much more difficult to actually try to like calculate numbers, and it's much much easier to try to uh, it's much much easier to try to put players into the into the equation for it. And then the rookie picks are just you know first rounds are obviously very valuable. I wouldn't put too much uh, stock into trying and trying to like project where that future first round or where that future rookie pick is going to be. Because if you're trading, you know, if you're trading early in startup drafts, you have no idea what teams are going to look or play out to be, especially if you're drafting this early in the off season. You know, if you're drafting now, you have no idea what teams are going to look like in August and September. Um, so it's, you can't be like, Oh, I think it's going to be a late, or I think it's going to be an early first round pick. Uh, so I would just, you know, assign a value to like a first round pick or a second round pick and first round picks obviously have a ton of value, especially in like a super flex league. Um, so I would, again, I would look at it that way. It's like, okay, Alvin Kamara for Najee Harris and whoever the fourth round pick wide receivers, I can't really think off the top of my head, but like, you know, something like that Calvin Ridley plus if you're going with like a first round pick, think of who are first round picks this year, like um, you know, l- l- project, project it as if it's going to be like the 107 or something like that. So would you take Alvin Kamara? Would you take Najee Harris, Calvin Ridley, and um, you know, maybe Justin Fields or Jamar Chase, right? When you look at it that way, then you're like, oh, I would definitely take the two startup picks plus the first round pick. So do as much as you can try to make it easy for you, how you calculate things, make it into a player. mike on bunk bed breakdowns at a top-notch video on trading back and startups that really helped me out a lot yeah mike does mike does really obviously the, like the best work when it comes to dynasty stuff he's done a billion startups and he's he is the go-to there so go check out bunk bed breakdowns youtube channel um if you want more in-depth like startup help and his his uh, I actually just texted him this morning asking him when he thinks he's going to be done with the big dogs bible so one of the things that we do each year in the dynasty rookie draft guide which is available on bdge.store is he writes an article called the bible right i do the bible for the season long he does it for the dynasty startup and he breaks down like exactly how you should attack your dynasty startup he does it theoretically and then he does a second article with real numbers involved so we take the actual adp of startup data and then we put like player names behind the actual strategy so he'll look at like when you should be drafting quarterbacks in in super flex and like three or four different strategies you could take going into the draft so that will be coming out relatively soon hopefully he texts me back during the video do you have a sleeper player in best ball after round 10 or 11 about to do a draft with animal and I can't lose to him? Uh, let me pull up the underdog ADP. Underdog is where we do all of our best ball drafts. People, if you have not signed up for underdog yet, I don't know what you're doing. They're actually giving away 25 free dollars literally to anybody that deposits right now. So if you go on underdog fantasy.com, I'll put the link in the description. You download the app, that link will take you right to the app store, download it. If you deposit 10 bucks on there, they're going to give you $25 on top of that. So you're going to get $35 with your account off thy rip. All right, let me move down to ADP. What's after around 10 or 11? So that would be around pick 120 to 130. Okay, let's see what we're working with here. Gabriel Davis is shiny. i tell you what, I'm not really above taking – I like, like, T.Y. Hilton down here. I like T.Y. Hilton a lot as uh, as a later-on wide receiver. I think I, – here's one thing I think is really important to understand in best ball drafts is your roster construction and your team strategy, like your building strategy, is more important than actual, like, player analysis. Because when guys are, like, in the same range of, of players – Um, it's a 50-50 coin flip for you to pick the guy who's going to finish with more fantasy points on the year. Think of roster construction. So think of making sure that you're going like five running backs, eight or nine wide receivers. Because at the end of the day, um, it's not not important to really hit your wide receivers early in those drafts because you have an opportunity to draft eight or nine wide receivers. And there's not a big points per game difference between like wide receiver seven and wide receiver 25. Realistically, it's only a few points. Um, So... Whereas in the running back gap, you want to get those early and often because you need the elite running backs because their point per game difference is so much higher. So with best ball, you draft eight or nine wide receivers and you're getting T.Y. Hilton in like the 12th, 13th round. There's a good chance that he puts up just as many games of like 15 plus fantasy points as a guy that's going in round like as like Robert Woods does. You know what I'm saying? So like there's not a big points per game difference. So I would I would say focus on like roster construction and make sure you're going, you know, two quarterbacks, two tight ends, eight wide receivers, five running backs and then sprinkle, you know, look at your weakest points. And say okay my quarterbacks fucking stink i would also try to stack i would I, if it's a tiebreaker always try to like i've been getting a lot of tampa bay stacks, So i've been getting a lot of uh tom brady like gronk or tom brady leonard fournette tom brady like weird obscure stacks because those are what separate you from other from other teams in best ball so go with like a tom brady mike evans rob gronkowski stack like i love shit like that uh if we're looking a little bit earlier into the drafts like if we start to pick like 100 Um, I really, I really, really, really like James Conner at pick 103. I think we're going to see James Conner get like a similar workload to what we saw Kenyon Drake get last year. I think he's going to be super undervalued. He's not going to be fun. He's not going to be exciting. He'll be like a low-end RB2, a high-end flex play. But I think Conner's – like, listen, Chase Edmonds literally saw one goal line carry last year. He's not going to be the workhorse. Like, Cliff Kingbury has had three years to to prove or to give uh, Chase Edmonds the chance to be a workhorse or to let him earn more work on the ground. Hasn't done it. He had like 90 carries last year, and he had one game of like 25-plus carries. So basically they all came um, in like one game. So I think James Conner is going to be a lot more involved in this offense than people are giving him credit for. I like taking Antonio Brown at the 108. Uh, Gus Edwards is a guy that I absolutely love at his ADP of 112 because he's a guy who's getting double-digit touches. Mark Ingram's out of the picture. J.K. Dobbins is going to get a lot of work, but Gus Edwards is going to be involved on the goal line, and he's going to get probably 10-plus carries a game. Uh, who else do we like down here? Steeper sleepers. I like Nelson Aguilar too. He's going at 133 right now because he's another like deep threat guy. I don't think he will be awesome, but he'll have a lot of games. I think it's great for best ball because he's going to be like the number one wide receiver there in New England. So he's going to be a guy who, I mean, he, he might just get 90 targets for no fucking reason other than he's there and the only guy there. Uh, Jamal Williams. I like, I like both Detroit wide receivers. I actually have been getting a lot higher on Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, that's, that's one guy that you should be hitting in almost all your best ball drafts. Right now, he's like pick ADP of 170. The depth chart is wide open for someone to be like a big-time slot receiver. And Jared Goff, like obviously – loved cooper cup love robert woods and if i'm on rossane brown i didn't love him as a prospect but the opportunity is so so fucking there I, I could imagine him being like a tyler boyd where he's not super athletic he produced at college not exciting because he doesn't do anything at like an elite level but i'm on rossane brown has every opportunity to also see like 80 to 90 targets in this offense that's going to pass the ball a shit ton what else we got for me mooney terry cohen amari rogers james connor um yeah, so James Conner, James Conner. Yeah, I talked about James Conner. Darnell Mooney, I like. Uh, I'm just like we, we really don't know what's going to go on the quarterback situation. Terry Cohen, I'm not a fan of. I don't really typically take the pass catching running backs in any type of league. Amari Rodgers, I would like a lot more if we knew what was going on with Aaron Rodgers. But our if you know if Aaron Rodgers ends up fucking playing Jeopardy for the year, Amari Rogers is going to be an absolute dud in your lineup, which I'm not really you know at this part of the at this part of the um, offseason. I tend to go a little bit less risky on best ball picks. So what, what what you should do actually for guys that are like a little bit risky, if 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 their risk is baked into their ADP, uh, I think it's okay to get some shares of them. If you look at the situation right with Amari Rogers, it's like okay, there's two things that can happen: Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the next year, and Aaron Rodgers is not the quarterback for the next year. Look at the ADP and say to yourself. Where he's getting drafted, which spot is it at? Is it considering Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback? Or is it considering Aaron Rodgers not to be the quarterback? And if it's not, that's where you start. That's where you draft him. Because what that means is as soon as Aaron Rodgers, if it hits, Aaron Rodgers becomes a quarterback, his ADP shoots up. And then everybody who pays for Amari Rodgers then will have a team with ninth round Amari Rodgers. But you have your team stacked with 15th round Amari Rodgers. So that's the way I look at players in like obscure situations. Look at the outcomes of the two things. Look at the outcomes of the two possibilities of what will happen next year. And if he's getting drafted at the bad possibility, then you can draft him. If he's getting drafted at the good possibility, skirt that shit out of your lineup. Uh, what's your strategy during the last rounds of a startup draft? I mean, listen, the last, last rounds of startup drafts are usually going to be guys that end up on like your taxi squad. Uh, I think the last rounds of startup drafts are actually pretty good for like backup quarterbacks. Uh Draft athletic young backup quarterbacks that might end up like being a starter in a year or two. I think that's a good strategy. Once you're getting to like rounds, like 15 ish to 20, I actually like to start drafting backup running backs, like high upside backup running backs. So I have a lot of teams where like, um, I'm stacked with guys like Tony Pollard from last year. And even like Boston Scotts are guys that I like to to draft. They're guys that like if the injury happened to the guy above them, they would end up being like – you might get an RB1 or RB2 for like two to three weeks of the season. I like to have those types of guys on the bench because here's the thing. It's, it's between those guys and like wide receiver fours or fives on their team. So – um, it's like I would rather have the guy who actually like gives me upside. Like both of them have a very small chance of making an impact on their actual respective teams and in fantasy. So give me the one that's uh give me the one that actually can give you like an RB1 or RB2 and move the needle throughout that season, you know? That's that's kind of the way I look at those like middle late round picks and then like later round picks. And if you're in a tight end premium, I like to kind of stack up high upside athletic tight ends as well. Last round of startups, go for upside backup running backs like Chris Evans, Elijah Mitchell, get vet wide receivers like John Brown, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I'm not opposed to, like, uh, upside wide receivers there, like veteran ones either. I think that's going to kind of depend on your team build. If you already have, like, a bunch of starting wide receivers, I don't think it's good to waste a pick on, like, Deshaun Jackson there just because you're probably not going to use him, and he's only got, like, one-year lifespan. Evans and Mitchell, I'm fine with that too. Again, those are, yeah, guys that are going to end up on your taxi squad. I think Mitchell will probably end up going in, like, A little bit earlier than the the last rounds of start the last rounds of startup drafts are you're like fucking delusional. It's like last call at the bar. It's like 2 a.m. You're too drunk. You don't know what's going on anymore. You forget the names of the players. You forget the names of the people that you were talking to at the bar. And you're just like, I just want this shit to be over with. So you're just like, I don't care. Like, Oh, I've heard this guy's name once or twice before. Let me just fucking draft him. What else we got going on, people's? Any other questions for me for this moment? You guys got me. You got me for another 10 minutes. I'm probably going to keep these two about a half hour. Do, 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 do. You have one unheard message. <laughs> and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Is this shit still streaming? Is this still, is this still working? Where are the comments at? Can I see the comments? Oh, I can see the comments on the actual thing, huh? No, yeah, orange and blue, not silver and black. No, no, no. That's called Bar Facts. That Miami Miami vlog was nuts. Yeah, Tony did a good job with that. We got this week's... So Basically, we're going to be making a vlog every single week. Um, every Saturday, it's going to go out. It's supposed to go out at 5 a.m. this morning, but it didn't process on Tony's computer, so it's scheduled for 5 p.m. tonight. But he's basically going to film every week from like Sunday to Friday, chop it up, make it into a vlog. We're going to call them Dog Days. The Dog Days of Summer. What was it like talking to Shefty, Barry, and the Podfather? I didn't really talk to Shefty and Barry. To be honest with you, the the audio situation in that fucking studio was horrible. So it was like anytime someone wanted—we all had to keep ourselves on mute, and anytime someone wanted to talk, you had to to have everybody else mute and unmute your shit, and our microphones were, like, not working half the time. So when—I think it was when Shefty was on. It was either Barry or Shefty. One of them, I couldn't even hear them because we had to use uh, (coughs) headphones— to hear what they were saying and we only had three headphones so it was like Pete had one Josh had one Jack had one I didn't have one so for like 20 minutes of one of the conversations I didn't get to like hear what the fuck was going on so uh that was whatever the podfather I've, I mean I've 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 worked closely with the Father for like a couple of years now he uh I've been on calls with him he's been on my channel I've been on his channel too How Senate make the cut and I don't because Senate's easy money, Jan. I don't want you're too sharp to be in leagues with me. The audio was so bad. Yeah, dude, I don't. Honestly, they probably played. They they probably paid a lot of money for that studio. I I don't know why I said probably. Like I already know how much they paid. But we had the live streams going for the NFL draft like so smoothly. They should have just fucking let me run the live stream situation for them. Would absolutely dominated it. Could have had the audio great. See, and I, I didn't, I couldn't hear the audio at all. So I didn't know what the echoes were going on. I just saw the, uh, I just saw the, um, I just saw the comments. It was just like echo, unwatchable, unwatchable. And I was like, okay, I don't give a fuck if you watch me, bitch. You know what I want? Dog days. you have to fire everyone in the company except one big dog who are you keeping can I fire myself um i would keep it's a great question honestly tony's getting fired immediately uh animals probably getting fired snacks is definitely getting snacks is i don't even snacks is not really even employed right now I would say, like, I'd keep Scott, but he doesn't really have time to do a lot of work right now for us. So, Scott, you're getting fired too. Uh, in all seriousness, I'd probably keep Ike because he's just a workhorse when it comes to editing. But that's assuming I could fire myself. Van Fan. That's a, like a big power name, Van Fan. Is that real? Van Fan. Like, I feel like there's so many play on words there. If I had your name, my Twitter handle would be out of control. Vans fans. Seven Deuce Sports? What is that? What is this? What is this? What are you? What are you doing? Was that your uh was that the podcast you did with your friends, Tony? Yeah, Ike is unfireable. I've fired him a few times, but he's I if we had a fire counter, like if everyone on the team had a counter of how many times they've been fired, then uh then yeah. He would probably be the lowest. Oh yeah, I'd probably keep Noah too. I'd split their salary fifty fifty. I can know I can split like thirty five bucks a piece. The animal get his fish tacos. I have no idea. Rob Van Fan. That's a good one. Noah had to be fired. Yeah, that's me. I go crazy with my team names. What are some of the best team names you've had? Van Fan. Anybody got any actual questions for me? I feel like I feel like everybody in the chat are just people I'm in like group chats with already. i mean, like group me's with that are in dynasty leagues with me. I gotta make a youtube short after this too i'm liking the shorts animal you guys should do some more shorts on your channel i don't like how it comes out like i hate that they throw them into the middle of the news feed or they throw them into the middle of the normal youtube subscription feed and then they make it look like you just record a video without a thumbnail it's like a really really poor setup but like it's it's getting some decent traction like my first short i think went off for like 10,000 views we just hanging out. I appreciate that. Swift or acres in what format? I'd actually probably take acres in both. I think you guys are going to be surprised at my view on Swift this year. We big chilling. I appreciate you, Joel. Joel is smoking a fatty right now, I feel like Um so yeah so Swift I'm like I'm 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 a little bit more concerned than uh than I have been in recent years. Swift seems to be falling. Yeah, Swift's ADP is in like the third round right now. Acres so I was actually I was working on a video for this upcoming week where I'm 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 starting up a new sophomore series where every Tuesday I'm going to go look at the top sophomore running back and the top sophomore wide receiver and break it down. So we're going to start with like the first episode is going to be Jonathan Taylor Justin Jefferson. And this is gonna be per ADP on underdog. The second episode is gonna be Acres, because he's the RB2 right now in ADP, and I think CeeDee Lamb is the wide receiver too. So we're gonna go week by week going like in depth on two players of the sophomore class. Right now, Acres ADP is like ten. Um Acres ADP is like ten. And uh it's really, really early. Swift is down at like twenty five or twenty six, so you can get him a lot later. But like Swift's ceiling is gonna be capped. Like here's the thing it's like he might get like we want him to be Alvin Kamara, right? And the problem with that is, Alvin Kamara is Alvin Kamara because he's scored like in he's he's been in the NFL for four years. In three of those years, he scored I think at least fifteen touchdowns, right? That's because he's in the Saints offense and they just churn out fantasy points. They churn that shit out. They suck him down. I guess it's like my third cup of coffee. I've only been up for like an hour. um DeAndre Swift's not going to score fifteen touchdowns. Okay, he's going to get the passing work, but. The passing work in New Orleans for Kamara is, like, designed for him. It's screen game passes. It's passes in the red zone. With Detroit, he's going to get targets, but they're going to be, like, trailing, dump off, not design play targets for Swift. So they're going to be a little bit less valuable. Um, And he's not going to get the carries, man. Jamal Williams is going to get a lot of carries. So I'm a little bit skeptical on... DeAndre Swift this year, I just don't think his upside is there. Like, what happens to the goal line carries, too? They're a team that's projected to win four and a half games this year in a 17-game season. Are they going to be scoring a lot? Fuck no. So, I'm a little bit nervous about that. Akers, I mean, there's there's concerns for all these sophomore running backs. There's more concerns than I think the market is really taking into consideration with these guys. But I like Akers straight up more than Swift just because we saw their workload that they gave them down the stretch last year. I traded Woods and Boyd for Amari Cooper the other day. That a dub? Uh, Honestly, I'd probably take the Amari Cooper side. I think Amari Cooper's ceiling this year, if Dak can stay healthy, is like really, really high. And Woods and Boyd don't really give you a ceiling. Um, I think like Woods scored a lot of touchdowns, a lot more touchdowns than he's used to last year. And I think that'll come down a little bit. I think uh, Stafford's going to link on to Cooper Cup. And Boyd. Yeah, Boyd's, Boyd's value is declining. People are going to be like, oh, he's just a safe play like he was every year. But like, Sure. He's an unexciting, safe, like wide receiver three. And now they just added an elite talent at wide receiver. So like, Boyd's fine, but like not, not, uh, I don't understand why people are acting like he's the same safe value play like he was last year. He's just, he's, he's simply not. He is simply not. So I'll take the Cooper there. Yeah, I'll take Cooper. Got Julio in the eighth round of startup. I'm gonna be honest with you, Julio is probably the guy I'm staying away from completely in startup drafts. Like I got him in a startup draft I did last year at the end of the sixth round, like six eleven, I want to say it was. And uh, actually, that might have been the Go Fade Me draft two years ago. I don't remember when. No, no, no. I got I got Julio in the sixth round of the What It Do startup draft, and uh, and I was happy with that. I was happy getting Julio at the end of the sixth round. I knew you know he's obviously a declining asset because of his age. This year is, you know, another year removed, a few more injuries. Like, this is not maybe moving, right? Anywhere he goes, he's probably going to be a downgrade in terms of value for fantasy. So, this is probably not a year that I'm looking to draft Julio in, uh, in a startup draft. When do you think you'll be doing another underdog draft with us? Um... I have them going all the time. The only problem is, like, I start up some private drafts. I hate, like, spamming people. Like, I hate emailing out links, or I hate, like, texting links to people because it feels spammy, or I'll throw them in the Discord or something. I do them every Monday, though. Every Monday is going to be an underdog best ball draft. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be live streaming them. This live stream has been working fine. But the last time I tried to do a live stream on underdog, it was, like, choppy and shitty. So I I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be doing them live going forward. But every Monday is going to be a best ball draft on underdog with y'all. So, keep keep them fucking fingers itchy. Did those bikini ladies come with the house in Miami? Honestly, like, I couldn't tell you. They might have. The house was expensive. I'm sure those girls were expensive, so. How soon should I take Kenny Gainwell? I own... Miles Sanders. You mean in a rookie draft? I mean his that I don't think he's like the direct handcuff. He's not a guy his ADP right now is like the 210. That's not where I'm looking to that's not where I'm looking to um grab him. Yeah, so I would un- unless Kenny Gamewell falls to the 3rd, he won't be on my teams. Got notified that Julio wants to get traded to the Pats and it makes me so sad. I feel like I don't think it's like he wants to get traded to the Pats. Like, he probably just said one-off comment that like he would be fine playing with Cam or something. I don't think it's that serious. He's going to be a Falcon forever. Bitch. Maz was cracking, baby. I love the invite links. Okay, 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 okay. Fair, 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 fair. Isaiah, is Dynasty ADP going to be updated soon? Yeah, so we were going to update the startup ADP, uh, but what we're going to do is now that now that like everything is cooled down with the draft we want to actually take that adp from paid leagues. so we want to make sure that we have like a decent sample of actual startup paid leagues and those obviously take a while um so any of the dynasty startup drafts that happen within the next like couple weeks will go into the new adp but we will uh we want to keep that to just paid stuff so we'll probably wait till we get like a five or ten draft sample size I know a couple of leagues have filled up in the big dogs discord. I want to say like three or four of them. So we'll get those. And then there's the one that I'm starting up with you guys. Isaiah, you're in the one with me and we'll have that. So that'll be five and then we'll put it together and we'll update it as new paid leagues come in. So I I would, I would say it's probably not going to hit for like another week or two. I could throw a couple mocks into the discord just so you can get an idea of where they're going, but you really don't get any good ADP until you start doing like paid leagues and people start really taking it seriously. Otherwise we get fucking Peyton Manning going in the 12th round and shit. Wildly disrespectful. Bit bit bit. All right, y'all. That's a that's a half hour of my non valuable time for y'all. I'm gonna probably try to keep these to a half hour for the Q and assaults. Uh, but thank you for hanging around. Thank you for joining. If you have any other questions, of course, drop them into the Discord. We've got the community in there. If you want to be in the next Q and assault, Patreon.com forward slash bdge. That'll get you into the Discord. That'll get you into the Q and Assaults. That'll get you access to our Dynasty rankings, our Rookie rankings, our Season-Long rankings. That'll get you access into Big Dogs Dynasty leagues if you want to join. This is the time of the year to draft. It's fucking draft season, baby. Um, You'll also be first access to any of the mock drafts I do or any of the underdog basketball drafts I do. The links will be going out to y'all. So, again, patreon.com forward slash BGE. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. And I'll see y'all tomorrow. Actually, I'll see you in about four hours in the newest vlog, the newest dog days. And then tomorrow and why you yelling. one more question from Gabriel. Traded Goff, Aaron Jones, Ayuk 2021, and 20 Oh, this is the one you put into the uh the ch- the chat, I think. Yeah, you okay, so you dropped down a few of the um you dropped off a few of the picks. So it's Goff, Aaron Jones, Ayuk, a first and a second for Barkley and Watson. I mean, it's really gonna depend on what happens with Watson there. I think like I think it was a lot to give up, I'm gonna be honest. So you could break it down into two ways. You could look at what you gave up for Barkley and then go like quarterback for quarterback. You could say like Aaron Jones, Ayuk, a first and a second for Barkley. Um and I would I think the majority of people would take the Aaron Jones and the pick side. And then Watson is obviously a clear upgrade to Goff, but it's hard to tell you what the quarterback situation is going to be there in Houston. When does Deshaun Watson play again? I'm assuming he does play again, but like this case could drag on for a full year and then the suspension hit. like, we don't really know what's going on there. So uh, I don't I don't hate it because you're getting Saquon. I think like there's a chance a year from right now we're looking at Saquon is like, oh, the easy, the easy 101 in, in Dynasty drafts. But there's a chance that Watson's suspension is fucked, and his value is absolutely plummeted. So if I had to choose one side of the trade, I would probably have taken the Aaron Jones side, but I don't think it's terrible. I don't think you I don't think you gave up since you didn't give up as many picks as what you threw up in the Discord, I don't think it's as bad. All right, I'm out of here. I love y'all. Peace.